Good morning. Today's Davin Nazir Membez. We are starting today at the very top of Membez Amad Aleph, and we're going to go back to that Mishnah Nagaim. Here we are in the sixth parak of the Mesechta. We're going over some of the basic Yisurim, not some of the basic Yisurim when it comes to a Nazir. Uh, nazir is not allowed to eat anything that is produced from the grape. Nazir is not allowed to cut his hair, and uh, Nazir is not allowed to be a Matam Lameis. So of those three, so already at the beginning of the parak, we uh, covered the... Um, we covered a novim, and then uh, for the last bit, we've been doing we've been doing uh, cutting of the hair. So Nazir is not allowed to cut his hair, so that's uh, good. But uh, as we know, uh, the Gemara is going to go through the details of exactly what's going to be included in the iser. Uh, not only is there an iser for a Nazir to cut his hair, but there's also a mitzvah for a Nazir to cut his hair at the conclusion of his Nazirs. So he's going to be cutting all of his hair. Uh, the requirement is to is to cut every one of his hairs. If he leaves over two of his hairs. So he has not fulfilled the mitzvah of, of, of Tiglachas. So this idea is expressed in a Mishnah Negaim. Mishnah Negaim goes over this idea. It's a little bit strange that we have a Mishnah Negaim going over this idea. But the Mishnah says that there are three people subject to the mitzvah of Tiglachas. So of those three people, Nazir being one of them. The other two is going to be Mitzar and a Levi. So Mitzar and Levi also, there's a mitzvah of Tiglachas. A notable difference between a Mitzar and a Nazir is that the Mitzar has a mitzvah of Tiglachas on his whole body. Got to take a razor and, 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 and shave his entire body with that razor. Masha'inke, when it comes to a nazir, nazir, it's only the rosh, it's only the head. Okay. So, uh, being that, being that stated, so we're going to go back to the Mishnah Nagaim. So the first part of today's daf, we're going to go through a series of Mishnahs today. Uh, the first part of that, uh, we're going to, first part of today's daf, we're going to go back to the Mishnah Nagaim. And we're just simply going to cover the second part of that Mishnah. The Mishnah Nagaim, I'm just reading the Mishnah. In other words, right now we only are given the last section of the Mishnah. The Mishnah Nagaim reads, it's in the fourth, four, sorry, fourteenth parak of Nagaim. So there are three people who, there is a mitzvah of Tiglachas, and they are Nazir, Mitzvah, and Levim. Now, Vikulam. So now we start today's daf. We are on Membeza Medalith, and first, uh, first line. Vikulam, and regarding all of them, so if you cut the hair not using a razor, let's say, for example, you use scissors, that's not the mitzvah. If you leave over uh, two hairs, so then you have not fulfilled the mitzvah, you've done nothing, meaning you have not fulfilled the mitzvah. So So the Gemara says like this, we have a concept throughout Shas, and that's Ruba Kukulo, that the majority is like all of it. Okay, uh, this uh, this idea is discussed a number of places about Chas, but I'm just thinking right now, uh, the beginning of Chulin. In the begin- beginning of Chulin, so we know there's a mitzvah of Shechita. In order to eat an animal, so you have to do a Shechita of the animal, you have to cut the neck of the animal. But not specifically in the neck, but two simanim. There are two pipes running down the neck of the animal, and for that matter, for that matter people as well, and that's the trachea and the esophagus. In order for the Shechita to be successful Shechita, so you have to cut through both the trachea and the esophagus. Rubo uh, kukulo. If let's say you don't go through the entirety of both of the simanim, but let's say you go through the majority of both of the simanim. Now, generally speaking, that's going to be a neat trick. That's going to be a neat surgical trick. Uh, generally speaking, you're going to be cutting first through one in its entirety, and then you're only going to be uh, hitting the other. Trachea followed then by esophagus. Okay, we have an ENT in this room. Okay, you got to be careful. So the uh, so uh, so, but anyway, it's a neat surgical trick. But still, the point is, is that if I go through the majority of either of the pipes, or if I go through a majority of both of the pipes, rubo kikulo. So the halacha is, is that the animal shechted. 
Okay. So, uh, so that's the, the, uh, so the idea comes up a number of times throughout Shas. So over here now, let's think about it from the perspective of Nazir. So the entirety of his head. Okay. And again, the entirety of his head, meaning wherever the hair grows. So the entirety of his head. So really, if I applied the principle of Rubo Kukula, what would I say? If I left off two hairs, you're fine. If I left off 10 hairs, you're fine. Meaning as long as you cut the majority of the head, Rubo Kukulo, that would be sufficient. Yet the Mishnah in Nagaim tells us it's not sufficient. Oh. So uh, like we discussed throughout uh, throughout uh, Shas again and again, so there's a rule and there's the exception to the rule. This being now the exception to the rule. Meaning the Gemara is highlighting right now that we have a rule and we have exception to the rule. The rule is Rubo Kukulo. I don't have to do the, do the entire thing. As long as I do the majority, you're going to be fine. That's that's the rule. And here we have the exception. The exception is that when it comes to Nazir, so Nazir has to shave his entire head, not leaving even two hairs on his head. Two hairs on his head now is significant, where now that is failure to have done the mitzvah. The Gemara goes on, me, my. Now, how do I know this is the exception to the rule? Meaning good. So I have rule and I have, se- I have exception. How do I know it's an exception? Uh, those are extra words. Meaning the Torah already says in that very pasuk, Vigilach Roshal. He's going to be shaving his head. And the Torah could have stopped at that point in time. But the Torah doesn't. It also goes on to say, And you must shave it. So that means to say that those extra words tell me that we have a ribui. And that Rebbe tells me that this is the exception. So, so over here, when it comes to the Nazir, so it's Kula, it has to be all of it. Uh, generally speaking, however, the default is, is that I don't need Kula, I need Rubo. Okay. So the, uh, so the Gemara says, okay, just as a technical point, uh, the Pasuk that we just cited is talking about Nazir Tami, meaning, Again, this is things that we've been discussing now for a month and a half. So we're all familiar. In other words, when uh, when you have a Nazir, so the c- successful conclusion of his Nazirus would result in Giluach. But let's say it's not successful conclusion. Let's say the Nazir becomes Tame. So there's a process and procedure in which he has to go ahead and be Matar himself and bring Karbanos and shave, shave, uh, shave his head. And then and only then is he allowed to, is he able to resume his Nazirus. Okay. And when I say resume, by the way, I really do mean start again. In other words, he, uh, everything that he counted up until that point in time is going to be lost. It's not a suspension of his count. It's going to be a cancellation of his count. But regardless, the point is, is that the psukim that we just cited is now regarding the Tiglachas at the end of his Nazirus and successful completion. But rather we're talking about the, the, the Tiglachas that's done by Tumah. And so, I know you're trying to tell me that this is the exception to the rule, but the Pasuk that you're citing is about Tumah, not Tahara. So, Machula Bemarava. So, this point is a technical point. And in Eretz Yisrael, when they heard the point, they, la- they laughed at it. They ridiculed the point. In other words, they thought, it's not a good point. Why? So, Michli Nazitami Debetar Minalan Minazitar Yalev. So, Lazi Nazitar Velelev Minazitami. So the Gemara says, look, uh, or the, the Tiglachas of, of Nazir Tame is learned from the, from the Tiglachas of Nazir Tahara and, and, and in both directions. Meaning, even the idea that Nazir Tame has to use a razor, does it say so in the Torah? Well, it says it by Nazir Tahor, so then we just simply move it over to Nazir Tame. 
So in other words, it's a two-way street. Whatever happens in one is going to happen to the other. And just like failure to cut every hair by Nazir Tameh is going to be a failure in the mitzvah, so too by Nazir Torah as well. Meaning the two, the two of them speak to each other in terms of what the halach is going to be. Okay, good. Adkan. Take, takes us not to the end of the sugya, but to the end of the first point of today's daf. Normally we say rubo kukulo, but when it comes to the nazir, yotzim and aklal. Okay. Uh, the mitzvah is going to be another exception. Meaning even though I know our gemara is funny. Our, our gemara is focusing on the nazir, but the, but the Mishnah Negaim says by the same thing by the mitzvah. Same thing by the Mitzara. And the and the Levim. And we're going to say by the Levim. Okay? Always uh, always difficult to know, right? Uh, the uh, I'm asking the question, but I don't, I don't have a great answer. It's always difficult to know when do we have a Klal and when do we have a Yotzim and a Klal. Meaning, if the Torah says, here's the rule here, oh, that's exception. Meaning, I know what the default ruling is, but this is exception. And sometimes the sometimes the Gemara says, well, if the Torah says it over here, that serves as a Binyanav. That will be a precedent for the rest of the Torah. So it is a little bit challenging to know. The Gemara doesn't really speak this out over here. How do I know that this is a Yotzim and a Klal? Meaning maybe this is a rule. Meaning the Gemara says definitively. I, I know I'm entertaining this for just a moment. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reject it, obviously. But in other words, for a moment, we are entertaining. How do I know which is a Klal and which is a Yotzim and a Klal? I, 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 don't, I don't know how to exactly put my finger on that. But... Over here, the Gemara says definitively, this is a Yotzim and a Klal. Next. Bay Abaye. Nazagilach Vesharshte Saaros and Simach Rosha Vechaz Vigilchan Mahu. So, Mi Ma'akve, Mi Ma'akve Allah. So, the Gemara has a couple of real thought provoking questions. Let's say you do the following. Let's say the Nazir shaves his entire head, sands two hairs. He left two hairs. And then, oh, whatever, life happens. His, all of his hair, in other words, all, all of the hair that he shaved grew back, and those two hairs that he left, he marked them, which, which hairs were unshaved at the time, and then at a later point in time, he shaved those two hairs. Okay, so, some total, he shaved all of his head. On the other hand, however, not all at once. Is that going to be significant? So that's the question of, of, of Abaye. Um, the Gemara doesn't answer. Um, now, what's at the heart of this question? So really at the heart of the question is, is that the mitzvah of Giluach, is it an action-based mitzvah or is it a result-based mitzvah? Meaning if the action requires you to cut every one of your hair, did he do so? Yep, sure he did. He cut every one of them in two different stages, but he did. But if, however, on the other hand, the mitzvah is more result-oriented, meaning what does he need? He needs all of his hair cut. Now, obviously, that's going to require an action, but in other words, but maybe the mitzvah is the result. So over here, did he get all of his hair cut? Well, not at one time, meaning there was a point in time where there were two hairs that were still there. And when he cut those two hairs, all the other hairs already grew back. So basically, if I could frame the discussion, right, this is normally the way you're used to hearing this in yeshiva. Is it is the mitzvah more on the action or is the mitzvah more on the result? That's the bias question. There's no time limit on the results. You've been waiting six years to... In other words, right? In other words, right? The the simple way, the simplest way to do the mitzvah is just simply to cut your hair all at once. Right. That's the simplest way to do so. But Abai is wondering now. In other words, in this situation, if I break it up, is that going to break up the mitzvah? Okay. What's the time limit on that? It doesn't, right? Years. Weeks, Could, days. However, it takes for him to grow back his hair. 
by Rav Nazir Shigilach Vinich Shesa Aros Gilach Achas Vanasher Achas Mahu. Okay, next question of Rava, and that is, let's say he does the Giluach, he leaves two of his hairs, again, two of his hairs now results in failure, he hasn't done the mitzvah, and then Gilach Achas Vanasher Achas. And then what happens is with those two remaining hairs, so one of them he cuts and the other one just falls out. So now, what would be the halach over there, Mahu? So the Gemara first uh, first <coughs> is critical about the question, meaning I don't understand. Meaning, let's go over exactly what happens. So you're cutting your head. You're cutting. You're shaving your head, and as you're shaving your head now, so as you get to the last two, so now you successfully cut second to last, and the last one falls out. I don't understand. Uh, is, 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 is what Rav is asking is you're not allowed to cut your hair one, and I say cut by the way, I mean shave, but I'm sorry, sorry for the self-editing. But wh- what is Rav asking? You're not allowed to shave your head one hair at a time? Is that really the entirety of his question? Meaning the Gemara says it's basically that's silly. Of course you're allowed to shave your head one hair at a time. In fact, you know, if you were to really break down the act of shaving, so they're coming off one at a time. I understand, generally speaking, the, the razor is going to be doing, you know, layers and layers, you know, but, but still, in other words, that can't be his question. Because of course it's okay to cut your hair one hair, one hair at a time. So, so I'm sorry, Ella Ema, sorry. So what we're going to do now is just, we're just sharpening, pun intended. We're just sharpening right now Rava's question. So Ella Ema, Nasha Achas, Gilach Achas Mahu. So in other words, of the two hairs that are remaining, meaning he shaved his entire head, with exception to the two last hairs. And of the two last hairs, one of them falls out. Uh. So now, on those two last hairs, again, two hairs is significant. So those two last hairs, so he didn't do a shave of those two last hairs. Why? Because he didn't get an opportunity. Because of the two remaining hairs, one of them falls out. So now, he's only cutting one hair, which halachically is not significant. So that's the question of Rava. So Amrle, Giluach Enkan, Seir Enkan. So so the Gemara gives a cryptic answer. Well, there's no shaving, and 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 therefore there's no hair. That's cryptic. And E Seir Enkan, Giluach Yeshkan. To which the Gemara says, I don't understand. If there's no hair, so how could there be shaving? Hachi Kamar. So the Gemara goes over a clarification, and that is Af Enkan Mitzvahs Giluach Enkan even though there's no hair, but there's no giluach. Meaning, what does giluach require? Shaving hair. And what is significant hair? Two hairs. Ah, so that's the point. The point is, is that once you no longer have two hairs, it no longer is halakhically significant. I, I'm cutting that last hair. Good. And congratulations, you're cutting that last hair. But that's not a mitzvah. The mitzvah is giluach. Giluach requires giluach seyar. Seyar in halachic terms is always going to be minimum of two hairs. So if I don't have two hairs, it's not a giluach. And therefore you have not fulfilled the mitzvah. Okay. Um, Adkan, that takes us to the end of the first part of today's daf. So a discussion of the mitzvah of tiglachas. Uh, fundamentally, the most important point, most fundamental point so far in the daf today is going to be rubo kakulo. That generally we say that the majority is going to be like the entirety. And meanwhile, there are notable exceptions, and this is a notable exception. We're over here, shaving most of the head of the Nazir is insufficient, and you have to cut all of it, even down to the last two hairs. If you leave two hairs at the end, so you have not fulfilled the mitzvah of Giluach. Next, Mishnah. Does the hairs have to be next to each other? Um, fair question. I don't know. 
Nazir Chofeth, Umefasfes, Avalosarek. So it's a short Mishnah, but the Mishnah over here is now going to touch on another fundamental point. Today's daf, by the way, is going to be covering some of the most major concepts throughout Shas, Rubu Kukulo, and now Davashena Miskavin. So the idea is as follows. You're a Nazir, you're not allowed to cut your hair. You're not allowed to cut your hair, you're not allowed to shave your hair. So your hair must, must be growing on your head. Now, can you scratch your head? Okay. And every time you scratch your head, so hair's going to fall out. I say every time. I don't mean every time. But in other words, but it is a consequence. It's an unintended consequence. So what do we say about unintended consequences? So what we say is Davashen HaMaskavin. You and I are most of the time used to hearing Davashen HaMaskavin in the context of Shabbos. Shabbos is where we're going to hear that expression most often. Right, uh, made up stat if you don't mind. Ninety percent of the time, you're, we're going to hear re- regarding Shabbos. Okay, made up stat, um, but uh, but nevertheless, uh, a couple times throughout Shabbos, this being one of them, is that we're hearing now the concept of Davashim and Kavin when it comes to other Easterim as well. He has no intention for his hair to fall out. It's just that he has an itch, and when you have an itch, you want to scratch it, and so he's scratching his hair. So the Mishnah says that's fine, oh, but the Mishnah then gets confusing because the Mishnah says, "Good, you're allowed to scratch your head, but you know what you can't do when you're another." Can't comb your hair. Ain't no so rake. Now that I comb your hair. I take you back to uh, the days when I was in Yeshiva. That's a long time ago. And the, uh, in an Eretisol. So we were in Moshe Beit Meir. So right outside Moshe Beit Meir, we always had the Masrake. You know, and for the first entire year of me being in Yeshiva, I had no idea what that is. In other words, we're going out to the forest and it's called the Masrake. And I, I, right, I never, I, right, it was always just interesting to me. It was like, what, what is that? So what it is, is that if you look from a distance and a vantage point, so the way the trees grow, it looks like a comb. Meaning if you look at the mountainside, so the, the, uh, so the trees growing is like the teeth of a comb. So they called it the Masrake. Okay. Wonderful. So anyway, so the, um, so over here, you're not allowed to comb your hair. I've a low so rake. So the, to which the Gemara says, that's confusing. Meaning when you're combing your hair, there's no, there's no intent, it's an unintended consequence if hair in fact comes out. So if Davish and Miskavin is okay allowing you to scratch your head, so then why can't you comb your hair if you're a Nazir? Gamar's question. So So the first part of the Mishnah, it's not a long Mishnah. First part of the Mishnah is clearly going like Rabbi Shimon. A Davish and Miskavin is mutter. And so that's why you're allowed to scratch your hair. Avalosarek. But then just go to the next part of the Mishnah, which is Asan the Rabbanan, that takes it to the sheet of Chachamim. Interesting, by the way, the Gemara over here, meaning in Shabbos, what are we used to hearing? It's a machlokas between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Huda. Over here in our Gemara, it's Rabbi Shimon and the Chachamim. Okay. I, I, I'm sure there's what to be said about that. So, so, Reisha, Rabbi Shimon, Sefer, Rabbanan. So, the Mishnah's confusing. So, I'm a Rabbi Kula, Rabbi Shimon, and Kola, Sarek, Lahasir, Nimen, Medul, Dolim, Miskavin. So, the Gemara says, let's keep the Mishnah consistent. The Mishnah is going like Shittas Rabbi Shimon. Dovashina Miskavin is in fact mutter. So then how do you understand the Mishnah? Very simple. What the Mishnah means is that when you're combing your hair, you want hair to fall out. What? You want hair to fall out? Yeah. In other words, when you're combing your hair, so you're interested in grooming. So the hairs that are well connected to your head, so they should stay on. And the hairs that are, you know, hanging on by a hair, so hanging on by a thread, in other words, you want them to come out. That's part of the grooming process. So what the Gemara's argument is, is that combing your hair is not a Davashen Miskavin. In fact, the Kavana is, I do want the weaker hairs to fall out. Oh, okay, good. So that's how you understand the Mishnah, and the Mishnah Bekulo is like Rabbi Shimon. Next. 
Rabbi Yishmael, we have this thing called shampoo. Okay, so uh, it's a little bit hard for us to imagine, but back in the day, so how do they how do they wash their hair? So they used a they used an earth, they used a mineral. Okay, I know the uh, the shampoos tout that they're full of minerals in them. So, but back in the good old days, in other words, you didn't have shampoo; you had the actual mineral. So, and you just took it and you and, and you washed your hair with it. So, can the nazir do it with earth? Well, the Mishnah says no. Rabbi Shmuel says no. So, lo because the minerals do clean your hair, but at the same time, however, they're harsh. And what it's going to do is it's going to it's going to definitely pull hair out. Okay. Now, whether or not Rabbi Shmuel is on board with Rabbi Shimon Davish and Miskavin, and okay. All fair questions. The Gemara doesn't really address that. The Gemara is really limited to only one short discussion. So, Now, are all minerals the same? Right? The Gemara calls it earth. But I'm going to struggle saying earth in the plural. Are all minerals the same? So that's the Gemara's question. Meaning over here, the ban on a Nazir, not using minerals to wash his hair. Is that for all minerals or only for one specific type of mineral? So that's the Gemara's question. So, so is it the is it's a pshat? Let's I'll go in the order of the Gemara. Is the pshat in the Gemara that not all minerals are the same? Some are harsh and some are gentle. So the what the mission what Rabbi Shmuel and the Mishnah is teaching us is that I can't use the harsh mineral. But if there's a gentle mineral, so then you're allowed to use it. That's one process, that's one way to read the Mishnah. On the other hand, maybe no. Maybe what the Mishnah means is that, look, I agree with you. Not all minerals are the same. Some are harsh and some are gentle. Ah, but maybe what the Mishnah is teaching us is I can't use any mineral, even the gentle mineral. Why? Because once there's out there a mineral that's harsh and that will pull out hair, so the Chachamim made Xera, that I'm not allowed to use any mineral whatsoever. Maybe that's what the Mishnah meant. Teku, Gemara says, good question. And we're going to leave that question unresolved. And we're going to go on. Okay. Um, finally, now, this Mishnah over here on Membeza Manalf is going to be talking about Malkus and Hasra'a. And here we go. Another really fundamental point. Ruba Kukulo, Davashena Meskavein, and Hasra'a and Malkus. Okay, we're right, like really hitting today basic points in Halacha. And so here we are, Nazir So, in terms of Malkus, so the Nazir's drinking all day. Okay? Uh, just, he's not being good about being a Nazir. Okay, so the entire day he's going to have, have a cup of wine. Ah, I shouldn't have done it. Yeah, but it's wine. I love wine. Okay, and the whole day he's just drinking. He's downing it. So now, in terms of Averas, so it's one Avera followed by another Avera. Vichula, vichula. So we're not going to be focusing on the fact that it's an Avera, although it is. We're focusing right now on the onesh, the punishment. And what is the punishment? Malkus. Meaning this is a classic lav. Torah says, don't drink wine. And so over here, when the Nazar drinks wine, that's a violation of the lav. And so with a warning issued, right? So you need two witnesses there. You need a warning that's issued. The Gemara and Malkus has a discussion whether the witnesses themselves have to be issuing the warning. But anyway, so there, as long as there's a warning and as long as there are witnesses, so now he's going to be brought to base and he's going to be given Malkus. The only question that we're focusing on today, how many sets of Malkus? So the Mishnah says is that if he was shows to call a Yom in Chayav, Al-Achas, so he's only going to be bringing one, I'm sorry, uh, I'm, let's focus on the Malkus. He's only going to be receiving one set of Malkus. 
But let's say, right, he's there in the house and you have, and you have the Edim and, and the, and the warning is being issued with every cup of wine. Please don't do that. It's a violation of the Torah. You're a Nazir. You're not allowed to do that. We're warning you. The Torah, the Torah, the Torah prohibits you from doing that. And that warning is issued again and again with every cup of wine. He's going to be receiving Malchus now for every cup of wine. The Hasra'a is going to be Mechalik. It will divide each, each cup so that he will receive Malchus for each one. Now, we're going to do the same thing again for the second Isra of the Nazir. So, So, the same thing with the cutting of his hair. So, with the cutting of his hair, so he cuts his hair. So, if it's all under one warning, so then he's going to be receiving one set of makos. However, with each haircut, now remember, for the isser, you don't have to cut all your hair, right? For the mitzvah, right, just, I'm differentiating what we learned in the beginning of today's dafin right now. For the mitzvah, you have to cut every one of your hair. You leave two over, and you have not fulfilled the mitzvah. For the isser, you don't have to cut all your hair. Good. So in other words, so he cuts the hair, and now, warning. Cuts his hair and warning. So again, same point. It just happens to be isser number two. The hasra is going to be mechalik. And then, yes, you guessed correctly, we're going to go over the third isser as well. It's not allowed to be metame lames. So I am metame lames. I'm calling him in and it's going to be the same point regarding Thomas Mace. The taiva for, for drinking wine, you understand. The taiva for cutting your hair also. In other words, people like uh, looking good and people like looking kept. And so, uh, but the taiva for going to a cemetery, I, I, hard to explain. But it doesn't matter. In other words, still there's an isser in the Torah for another to be metam lames. Can't come into physical contact with the human remains can't go into a cemetery and be ma'ahil over a mace. And if he does so, he's violating the Torah. And once again, same basic point. And that is, is that with a warning and a repetition, repeated warning, so you're going to get repeated malchus. So far, so good. We're on the top of the Ahmed Beis, and we're going to be starting today a complicated discussion. Okay. So as far as the drinking of the wine, as far as the cutting of the hair is concerned, it's really easy to envision multiple violations, multiple infractions. Because what do you do with a cup of wine? You have a second and a third. That's easy. And when it comes to the cutting of the hair, you cut a hair, you cut another hair. So that's also easy. Tomas Mace and repeated Tomas Mace. Okay, this is this this part's going to be tricky. We're going to start the commerce discussion today. He's an undertaker. Yeah. No, I, in other words, but once you're once you're tummy, you're tummy. Meaning, what are, what is the repeated action of becoming tame once you're tame? Oh, okay, that's that's going to be the Gemara's discussion. So, one, one. The, 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 we saw the Gemara just a couple days ago, right? One. What Rav Chista said, just achas. All, all you need to do is just cut one hair, and you violate you violate the issue of the Torah, right? Mem Amad Aleph is where we, is where we learned that. It's good, it's good chazar for us. Amr of Chista Lilkos Ba'achas. La'akev Bishtayim and Lister Enososel Abirov. Okay. So to get, to receive Malchus, you only, you only have to cut one hair. And, and, and to, uh, and, and, uh, La'akev, meaning La'akev is on the mitzvah, which was what we talked about at the beginning of today's daf. So that's Shtayim, and then, and then suspension of Naziros, that's the begin, that's the very beginning. Right? That's, uh, that's what we discussed in the very beginning of the parak. So suspension of the, uh, of the Isser, 
Uh, I'm sorry, the suspension of Naziris, you have to cut the majority of your head. Okay. Anyway, so the uh, so so for the remain, remainder of today's daf, we're going to be talking about repeated tumma. So let's begin. Itmar. So, Amar Ravuna Mikramale Mikramale. Right? It does not translate well into English. I will translate into English, but it doesn't translate well. Right? The the pasuk is full when it talks about a nazir and not coming into contact with tumma. The pasuk is full. Every pasuk is full. What what does that mean? Mikramale meaning emphasis. The the Torah really is stre- stresses and emphasizes this isra regarding the nazir and not being mitamelames. Now the Torah doesn't have to emphasize when it says a lot. In other words, normally the Torah just simply says here the here the do's and here the don'ts. Right? No emphasis is necessary. Meaning, once the Torah gives us a lav, once the Torah gives us one of the don'ts, so then don't. There's no emphasis that's required. But meanwhile, when it comes to the nazir and tuma, emphasis. So, on one hand, uh, the pasuk says this is everything's perikvav. This is pasuk zayin. So the pasuk says lo yitama. And if I could read the pasuk in its entirety, la vivalimo, la chivalachoso, lo yitama, la hembemosam. A nazir is not allowed to be matami for any one of his relatives. Okay, a nazir is like a kohen gadol. Okay, well, this this we're going to be discussing in more detail tomorrow's daf and you know future dafim as well here in our mesechta. But let's just let, let's lay it out. A nazir is not allowed to be matami for a family member. Nazir is like a kohen gadol. Stam a regular kohen, a kohen hejo, so is not allowed to be matame, but for a family member is allowed to be matame. For one of the seven family members, mother, father, brother, sister. Uh, unmarried sister, spouse, and son-daughter. So for any one of the immediate family members, so a Kohen is allowed to be Matame, is allowed to be Matame, and we can say it even stronger, mitzvah to be Matame for one of the Krovim. Okay. Um, the, uh, but a Kohen Gadol cannot be Matame, not even for the Zion Krovim. Okay. Now, when it comes to a Nazir, Nazir has the same status as a, as a Kohen Gadol. Interesting. How, how, how the Nazir goes from 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 nothing, meaning having no kedusha, to now having the kedusha of a kohen gadol, legabi tama. Okay, and just in of itself, that's interesting. But but the um, so the pasuk says that he's not allowed to be mitame lo yitama lahem b'mosam. Now that's pasuk zayin. Now what we're going to do is we're going to back up a pasuk or end pasuk vav keshu omer lo yavo. And again, now I'm just expanding. I'm just reading the pasuk keshu omer when the pasuk says al nefesh meis lo yavo. He's not allowed to enter into a room where there's a mace. So over there, that's an additional pasuk. So now we have not one, but two psukim in the Torah that give a description of a Nazir not becoming Tameh. So, lahazir al-Tumah and lahazir al So that means to say that there are now two different Yisurim when it comes to a Nazir. A Nazir is prohibited from Hava'ah and the Nazir is prohibited from actual Metameh. Now, I say actual matame, meaning if the Nazir goes into a room where there is a mace, so that's also actual Tumah. Meaning the way that Tumah's mace is spread is that it goes and hits the roof and it drops down and it, and, 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 and you're hit now with Tumah's mace. But still, because we have two separate psukim when it comes to the Nazir, so those are two Isurim. And those two Isurim tell me what? So they, they tell me now that there are going to be two Lavim for the Nazir. And as a result of that, He's going to, if, 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 if you're a, uh, if you see the Nazir now going into a house with a mace, 
So now you can warn him not once, but you can warn him twice. There are two hasras that can be issued to him. And in those two hasras that are issued to him, so now he's going to be subject to not one, but actually two sets of malchus. Even though, it's interesting, even though they're pretty, they're, they're, they're pretty much identical. But because they're two psukim, so therefore it's mikra malay. Okay. You, you can have two without bia, but you can't have bia without two. Right. In other words, right. You're, you're going to go into the house. Right. Correct. Correct. Aval tuma v'tuma lo. The Gemara right now is just really making this to, in order to make the contrasting point. What's the contrasting point? So the tuma uh, v'tuma lo. Let's say the Nazir is currently touching uh, human remains. He's currently touching mace. And while his hand is on the mace, he takes his, his other hand and he touches more mace. So under those circumstances, there is not going to be two sets of malchus. There's only going to be one set of malchus. So, so according to Rabbah, right, Amar Rabbah, Amar Ravuna. Now it's a significant, it's always significant in order to follow the chain of the Masorah. But over here, as you'll see, it's going to be significant. Rabbah over here is pointing Ravuna. And Rabbah in citation of Ravuna says that if I have the Nazir going into a house of maize, then there are two psukim. So what you could do is you can issue a warning two times over, and he's going to be subject to two sets of malchus. However, if, let's say, he's touching mace, and while he's touching mace, he touches, he touches more mace simultaneously. So under those circumstances, even if you warn him, he's not going to be receiving two sets of malchus. In fact, it's only going to be one set of malchus. And one after the other? And, and for the other, nothing. No, if he does one, and then... Oh, okay, good. Good. And in other words, if he does one, follow them by the other, so then he would, then he would be subject to two sets of malchus. That is Rabbah citing Ravuna. So Rav Yosef, Amar, so Rav Yosef now, who's a, who's a, uh, of Rabbah, I was going to say a Talmud of Rabbah, both could be true, but the, uh, but a Barplukta of Rabbah says no. So, Ahalohim. And he says it in the strongest of terms, right? Uh, right? Like, uh, like, like we say, oh my God. So similarly. An expression of, I mean, he's incredulous. Like, what are you saying? So, meaning I was in Shira as well. Meaning they're both arguing now about what the Rebbe said. The Rebbe here is Rav Huna, And he says, what are you talking about? I was in Shira. I know what the Rebbe said. And he said, that if the Nazir is touching mace and the Nazir, while touching one mace, touches another mace simultaneously, so that for that second contact, it's going to, in fact, incur, it's going to induce a second set of malchus. I feel tuma v'tuma. So the Amar of Huna, Nazir Shayom So let's say I had the Nazir in the cemetery. Let's say, for example, he was mahil on mace. In other words, just simply being over human remains. That's Thomas Ohel. You're being mahil. And then what happens is, is that they pass them human remains, physical human remains. Now, meso umesacher, meaning it's either his mace. Now, what does that mean, his mace? Meaning it's one of the relatives. So it's either going to be his mace or it's going to be somebody else's mace. It doesn't really matter. And curious as to why, why, why the, the case is laid out this way. But anyway, it doesn't matter. In other words, so while being tamila mace through ohel, he goes ahead now and he makes contact with nagabo. So chayev. So he's going to be chayev. Meaning on the contact, and the physical t- contact with the human remains, despite the fact that right now, currently, he's in a state of Tumah. And oh, by the way, when he leaves the cemetery, he's also going to be still in a state of Tumah. But in other words, currently, he's in, he's in contact. He's in Ohel contact with Mace. 
and then while being in oral contact with mace, he's in physical contact with mace. So the halacha is uh, the the way the way Rav Yosef presents it. You're going to be chayer for both. So amai hamatayim v'kaim el alashmamina amar of huna afilu tuma v'tamal. So tuma v'tamal is going to incur not one but two sets of malchus. Okay. So what we have over here in our Gemara is a machlokus amaraim Rabban Rav Yosef as per the shita of Rav Huna regarding tuma v'tamal. If currently you're in contact with a mason again, I say contact. So everyone, we have to all think halachically. Contact can mean physical contact, but contact can also mean ohel contact. If you're currently in contact with a mace, and while doing so, you touch another mace, so that's what's called tuma v'tuma, are you going to be receiving malchus for that second contact? And the answer is, it's a machlokus. It's a machlokus right now between Rab and Rav Yosef. So Eitzvei Abaye. So Abaye attacks. Now, who's Abaye attacking? So we'll, we'll see. In other words, uh, in, in, through the context of the Gemara, but if I'm, if I'm allowed to give it away, he's going to be, uh, attacking Rav Yosef. So, Eisve Abaye, Kohen Shayalah Meis Munach, Akhtef Avoshit Lameis Omeis Acher, Venagabo, Yachl Yechayev. So over here, the Nazir right now is in physical contact with Mace. In other words, he's holding one human remains. And then somebody passes him another Mace. And so now he's holding two. So, Yachl, I might have thought, yeah, he chayev that such a, such a nazir now would be chayev for the second contact. Tamalamar, velo yichalel. So, bimi she'ena mechulal, yatazeh shu mechulal v'almeid. Right? You're not allowed to be mechalel. You're not allowed to profane. Over here, you're in a state of chilul, of chilul. And so once you're in a state of chilul, so that's it. So in other words, you cannot incur malkus for that second contact because right now you're currently in a state of chilul. Now, it happens to be that the Pasuk that we just cited over here is not regarding the Nazir, it's regarding the Kohen, but it don't matter. Meaning, the Isser Tumma for a Nazir is basically the Isser Tumma of a Kohen. So, the Pasuk that we cited is by a Kohen, but it's going to be the same point. In other words, the Isser in the Torah is to be Michalel, and over here, you're already in a state of Michulal. And so, there, you're not going to, you're not going to incur Malkus. So, the Bryce over here could not say it any clearer. Meaning that we have a Bryce over here that sides clearly, with Rabba and his Kenegid Rav Yosef. Okay. So Amrle Vitikshlach Masisan. So the Gemara says, Dinan, I am a Tamala Mesim Kalayom, Enochayev El Achas. Amrla Titame Al Tatame Chayeva Kalachas Vachas. So the Gemara says, Okay, I, I, the, the, your citation of the Bryce is very good. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to not only match you, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to cite our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says that what happens when you give him a second Asra and a third Asra, he's going to be receiving Malkus for every Asra. So what are you telling me that you do not get Malkus for multiple Tumas? I'm, t- I'm looking at our Mishnah, and of course you get Malkus for multiple Tumas. So really what comes out now is the following. So we're going to leave for a moment Rav Huna and Rav Yosef, and now we're just going to focus on a Bryce and a Mishnah. Meaning in the Bryce, what do we learn? We learn together in the Brisa that you're holding Tuma and somebody hands you another Tuma and so you're Mechulal already. So you're not going to receive Malkus on the second Nagiya. On the other hand, our Mishnah says you're, you're Metame and then you receive Asra and you're Metame again and you are in fact going to receive Malkus for that second, uh, for the second ta- uh, contact. So Lokasha, Kan Bechiborim, Kan Bechiborim. So the Gemara now is going to be introducing us to a concept and that is, is that 
They're going to make a distinction between the Mishnah and the Brisa. Obviously, we have to make a distinction between the Mishnah and the Brisa. Otherwise, right, we're, we're all going to walk around confused. So there is a distinction to be made, and that is Chiburin. Now, what is the idea behind Chiburin? So the idea behind Chiburin is as follows. Okay? And uh, that in the Brisa, so while you are still in contact with the mace, and then you touch another mace, that's what's called Chiburin. And so therefore, because you are now currently in contact with the mace, so a second contact right now is not going to incur another set of makos. Masha'enkin, in our Mishnah, what happened? Detachment. Meaning, what happened? You, you, you were mitame, and you disengaged. You detached from the tuma. Now, it's interesting, by the way, in other words, this is going to take a moment for us to wrap our heads around, because even though you detach from the tuma, it doesn't remove the tuma. I mean, you're still tame lemes. They have a straw, they have a straw, al tatama, al tatama. Yeah, in other words, in the Mishnah, he had a straw. But in other words, but to understand the chiluk, we're talking about whether or not he's still in contact or he is no longer in contact. But in terms of halacha, I'm just pointing out right now, it's still hard to really understand. Even when you detach, even if once once you're no longer in contact, but you're still tummy. You're just as tummy as you were moments earlier when you were making contact. Okay, so, even though that's true, but legabe malchus, once you have detachment, and re-engagement, so that's going to incur another set of malchus. Masha'enkin and the Brisa, you're currently connected to the mace. You're currently holding the first mace. And so, bichiburin, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna be subject to the malchus of contact with the second mace. Now, uh, so the Gemara says, now, that's interesting. Toma bichiburin. So you're telling me now that it's going to explain the difference between the Mishnah and the Brisa, and obviously this has to be operating on a Daraisa level. Obviously. Why? Because we're talking about Malkus. You don't give Malkus unless the person is obligated to receive Malkus. Meaning if a person is not obligated to receive Malkus, you know what you're doing? You're beating another Jew, right? which is a prohibition of the Torah. Now I know, and you know, that there's Malkus Midrabanan, but in other words, we're assuming, of course, that our Mishnah is talking about Malkus Torah. So this distinction that we just gave of Chiburin, it must be operating on a Doraisa level. The Gemara says, are you right about that? So Hamra, Yitzchak, Yosef, Hamra, Abiyanai, Lo Amr, Tumah, Bichurim, Ela, Tumah, Vikadoshim, Aval, Nazir, Osef, Pesach, Lo. This idea of Tumah, Bichiburin, so that's going to be true as it relates to, as it relates to Chuma, as it relates to Kachim. So the, um, so, but when it comes to Nazir, Nazir, when it comes to, when it comes to Pesach, we're not going to say Tuma Bichibor. Now, the, uh, over here, the, the actual distinction that we're making over here, what exactly the case is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak it out right now. In other words, all we need to know is that a distinction is made between Truma and Kachim and, 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 and the rest of, and the rest of, of, um, of anything that can become Tame. Okay. Now, we know the Mishnah, the Mishnah is in Chagiga. Right when we got to the end of Seder Moed, so we did Chagiga. The last parak and a half of Chagiga was about various chumras that we have regarding Truma, and 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 for that matter Kashim as well. And so, because in other words, they're just uh, sensitivities in order to create more kedusha when it comes to Truma and Kashim. And so, over here, a distinction is to be made. Now, wait a second. The Gemara says a distinction is to be made. In other words, if if Chiburim is a dinda araisa. So then, why, how can we make any distinction? So the Gemara says, so I, I, I don't understand. 
how can a distinction be can be made? So the Gemara says, Khan Bichibure Adam be Adam, Khan Adam Bichibure Adam Bemes. So the Gemara says like this. In other words, if we're talking about Chibure Adam be Adam, so if I have, let's say, Ruvain touching Shimon, who's touching Levi, who's currently touching a mace. So the, in other words, the electric current of Tamar is now going through, uh, right, uh, the, the, right, three people. So under those circumstances, so that is not a din de oraisa. That is only a din de rabbanan. But if it is chibure adam bemeis, so that means to say that Ruvain, who's touching Shimon, who Shimon is touching a mace, so there Shimon now is a conductor, and that conduction of Tumah is in fact going to be a Dindaraisa. So over here, good, so we just make a distinction in terms of how strong a current Tumah is, in that is it, is it ready to go, uh, is it able to go through two people, or is it only going to go through one person? So Midaraisa, the current only goes to one person, but Midarabanan, the Chachamim extended it even to two people. Okay, good. Um, fine. So, so let's pause over here. Let's quickly recap. First part of the daf was, of course, much easier. But the uh, but let, let's let's quickly recap. First part of the daf we talked about the mitzvah tiglach as you have to cut every hair of your head, even though normally we say rubu kukula when it comes to the shaving of the head for the mitzvah of tiglachas of a nazir and for that matter the mitzvah and for that matter the levi. So it has to be kulo, and this is an exception to the rule. This is not rubu kukulo, but rather this is kulo gikulo, and this is a notable exception. Okay, a couple of questions that were asked by Abai and Rava about what happens when you leave two hairs at the end. Okay, but in the review, we'll just, we'll, we'll leave that out. Second big topic for, day, for today is Davashen and Miskavin. Nazi wants to scratch his head. I, some hairs may fall out. Unintended consequence, Davashen and Miskavin. Our Mishnah is, is, is like Rabbi Shimon. It's going to be Mutter. But the Mishnah says you can't comb. The Gemara's explanation, because when you comb, you have intention for the weak hairs to come out. And so therefore, that's Kavana. Rabbi Shmuel says that you're not allowed to use minerals to, to wash your hair when you're a Nazir. Those minerals are harsh. They're going to pull out hair, and presumably definitively. And so you're not allowed to do that. Gemara's short discussion about every mineral. What, what, about the, what about the mild minerals? Are you allowed to use that? Take with the Gemara leaves that question unresolved. And finally, our last discussion of the day, multiple infractions broken up by multiple Hasra's, Malchus for each infraction, and then, right now, we are engaged in what is going to be a somewhat lengthy discussion, today's daf, tomorrow's daf, in terms of receiving a second set of malchus for an additional act of being mitame. Our mistress clearly says, you are going to receive a second set of malchus. The b'raisa says, you're not going to be receiving a, set of, a second set of malchus. In addition to that, we had a machlokus between Rabbah and Rav Yosef in terms of what Rav Huna's position was on this matter. And right now, where we land is that if it's chiburin, meaning if I'm holding the first mace and then handed a second mace, so because I'm currently physically right now in contact with the first mace, so you're not going to receive makos for the second mace. Masha'enkin, once you disengage from the first, so then you are in fact going to be receiving makos for the second. That's tuma v'tuma. Uh, that, and, and that's how we're going to resolve the distinction between the Mishnah and the Braisa. And this idea of tuma b'chiburin is a dindaraisa. Yes, it's true. It has limits. In other words, that... That, that conduction is, has limits how far it's going to go. But still, the, 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 where we're standing right now, Thomas Kiburm is in fact a Dindaraisa.